Welcome to This Week in Princeton Vikings Athletics here on vikenation.org and ESP Media powered by Sodom Sports. I'm Jason Griefer. Once again, we're joined by Princeton Athletic Director Joe Roberts. Uh, Joe, good to have you here with us. A, a busy week here this week, and let's jump right into it. Uh, let's jump into the pool, first of all. Uh, swim teams in the GMC Championships since we uh, last uh, had the episodes of the podcast here. Uh, both teams finished seventh there, but this is a very tough GMC. We know that with M- Mason, Sycamore, you know, and the like there. Uh, so, you know, performance there you know, was what it was against a very, very good field. And I think that's the thing it's important to kind of to kind of get into right now. You know, we got the postseason coming up here. I have to imagine this was a pretty good barometer for the team. Seeing the level of talent in the GMC is probably going to be something similar to what they're going to see in the sectional, is it not? Oh, 100 percent, Jason. And, you know, um, first off, I want to, you know, thank Mason for hosting the, the conference championships this past weekend and doing what they had to do to ensure that our kids, all of our teams were able to get in the water and compete and getting us ready for postseason play. And, you know, you're exactly right. And I think this has been a theme in a lot of our uh, team oriented sports that, that come up with individual plays. You saw a bunch of PRs this week, especially on the boys side. Uh, girls continue to improve. Um I haven't had a chance to talk to the coaches or the student athletes about this, but I was thinking about it last night uh, at our boys game about uh, fast pools and slow pools. And, and, you know, I'm not sure where our kids would put Mason's pool, but you certainly look at our times and how we've improved. And I would say, man, we really got some fast water going this past weekend. And that was just great for our kids to be able to do. And it gears us up and gets us ready for the sectionals, which of course, we have the opportunity to host at our home. So our kids get to be home and swim in our pool, Uh, obviously very familiar territory for them. And this really comes down to now where we're going to uh, not necessarily look on the team side of things, but we're going to look at what we're going to do to advance individuals on into districts. And if we can advance enough individuals, then we're going to be able to advance our team. But that's really what our coaches are going to really start to focus on. And our student athletes, they've got to work on their time. They've got to work on, their skill sets and hone in on their events that they're really going to focus on here in sectionals this coming weekend and then working to get, get themselves out to districts. It's a pretty big deal to be able to host the sectional. Of course, you've got a wonderful facility uh, out there at Princeton. Uh, going into this now, we, we've talked in the past about some of the challenges that have gone into hosting these swim meets. You know, In some places you see a lot of teams will stay in a particular set of lanes like for example Princeton stay in lanes like one two three the next school being like four five six so on and so forth to try and try and keep a try and be as safe as possible what are some of the challenges that are going to go into uh, organizing this entire sectional to have it uh, pulled off safely well you know hats off to coach Tamara so he's the the tournament manager for the weekend and for the event and he's been running it for for years so it's kind of an old hat for him in terms of just the management side but the difference this year is going to be we have no fans and so with no fans in attendance that's going to really reflect how we get our student athletes into the facility where they need to be uh, when they're not physically in the water how we maintain our protocols how we maintain what the state and local health departments uh, given the COVID pandemic and how we have to operate these these events in order for us to be able to continue to be successful. And, and we have a great game plan for that. I think coach T and his staff have done an unbelievable job of getting things ready. And the other side to it is, is all of the competitors. The neat part about it is, is we've gotten through this winter season. And so everyone kind of has the routine down and they know the pattern and they know that they, 
They have to have a mask on when they're not in the water. They know they have to do certain things and maintain the distance. And I go back a couple weeks ago, hosting our invite the way we did is how we're going to run a sectional championship. And so those that attended the invite, but more importantly for our staff, we got to see how we need to manage it. And so I think being able to have the facility that we have, which is absolutely incredible, being able to space teams not only in that seating area, that upper deck seating area, but also out through the balcony and spacing them out properly, it's just going to be a big benefit. And we're very, very thankful to have what we have. Let's change gears. Let's move on to the wrestling mats. And uh, wrestling was originally slated to take on Winton Woods this coming Thursday. Uh, that's not going to happen. Winton Woods uh, has paused activities within the wrestling program. So uh, things are changing as it's slated now. Uh, Trotwood and Bishop Fenwick slated to come in as we're recording this on Tuesday morning ahead of uh, the scheduled try match on a Thursday. Uh, what are they? What are the teams just wanting to get out of here? Is it just a simple right now? with these all three of these teams just really just wanting to get onto the mats right now and compete? It, it is absolutely 100% about getting on the mat and competing. I had a chance Saturday uh, mid-evening uh, to head over to Sycamore and watch our kids wrestle again. They, we were participating in a try with Sycamore and Anderson, and I was there for the Anderson portion. And after that, the team walked, you know, they walked in the back area of, of Sycamore to kind of gather and regroup and get ready for their next round with Sycamore. And Coach Powell said it best. Everything we're doing right now is about practice and preparation for the sectional tournament. All of the opportunities that we've been given to get on a mat, spar against another school, work on our technique, work on drilling, is getting us ready for postseason. That truly is what the goal has been. You know, we have the Magnificent Seven wrestling right now. Uh, we got one injury, so we'll probably have six going into Thursday. Um, but, it, you know, we, we've been hit pretty hard. It's a numbers game for us in the sport of wrestling, and then ob obviously it's the amount of mat opportunities. And when you don't have a full squad and you have to forfeit so many matches because you, don't, you can't fill the weight classes, you can't worry about what the total score is and who won and who beat who. You've got to worry about what your individual wrestlers are doing Yes, they, we want them to win their individual match against their opponent, but we also want to make sure that they are using the techniques that they're using every, working on every day in the wrestling room once they get out there. So it's just another great opportunity. When Coach said uh, Wenton Woods wasn't going to be able to be there Thursday, he started making calls. I, we started posting you know, that we needed wrestling. We needed a match because we need our kids to get out there and, and compete, and we need to give our kids an opportunity to do so. And, you know, we were very thankful that Fenwick was, had an open slot and Trotwood had an open slot. And Trotwood, you know, it's kind of ironic. Like I said, we have six right now. Trotwood said, hey, we have four wrestlers, but we have got to get them on a mat against another school and get them ready. And that's what this is all about. And uh, so we'll be keeping an eye on that. Hopefully it's able to uh, take place. As I said, we're recording this yeah. a couple of days out ahead of that. So hopefully the, all the student athletes are able to get in and get some yeah. competition because, as you said, sectionals are right around the corner. And you, you, I would imagine – and you can maybe speak this a little bit more more so than me because you, you get to see it and talk to the coaching staff. I'd have to imagine it'd be almost impossible to have to be able to compete at a high level there going into a sectional tournament when you haven't competed at all against anybody else for weeks at a time. Is that right? Oh, yeah. I think that would be a, a disservice to our student-athletes and, and to any of the school student-athletes. I, I, my heart goes out to all of them. 
for everything that we've had to do this off season and this winter to get us ready. You know, if they do not get some time on a mat against another opponent, you know, it's just not going to be to an advantage. We're, we're going to really be behind, behind the curve in that situation. So getting them out there and letting them see other student athletes, letting them see other schools is what we have to do to get us ready for postseason play. Let's move on and talk about your academic quiz team. And uh, good news here to talk about. Get their first wins there of the season. Take out Hamilton, uh, winning yeah. two matches there, 61-51 and 44-35. Uh, to 35, And now slated next to uh, to take on Fairfield there. So tough start to the season. We've also talked about the uh, here on the show the quality of the academic programs uh, within the GMC. And it's a, almost like any other sport out there. You just line them up and it's, it's a who's who. Uh, there and it's the case here with the academic quiz teams but uh is there any sense of uh, relief here to get these first wins and get those you know under their belts right there or was this more going into this Hamilton match a little bit more on the expected side no I I I really believe it's a sense of relief because they they want to be able to show what they can do and let let me start by saying this and no judgment on your part whatsoever Mm -hmm. the questions that are being asked of these kids oh yeah they're darn near they're darn near impossible to answer I had a chance. I went in and sat for a little bit in that match because we hosted it. And, and Coach Mulholland handed me the uh, word association sheet, uh, one of the first ones they did. And it was the letter T. And there's 22 questions on there. And the answer starts with the letter T. I got one of them. You know, so uh, hats off to our, all the student athletes because this stuff is not easy. And the irony to it, uh, you know, I, I, I talked about it the last time I was on about my daughter being on the academic quiz team. She, she finished and she came down to the arena because we had a basketball game that day as well. She came down to the arena. She's like, I got a question right. And it was about the office. And so uh, the, the TV show, the office. And so I'm like, oh, well, you would because over the COVID pandemic, everybody in America has done nothing but watch the office. So, uh, yeah. you know, that there's, there's these questions that you should know every day, but you're just, you're not going to be able to get in in that time. But the kids are really doing a great job. Coach Mulholland's doing an excellent job of drilling with them. They do zoom practices. And, and so they, they're really, they're really kind of coming in sync, but it was really a, a nice win for the kids. And again, getting them ready for that March 6th uh, GMC tournament up at Hamilton. I think that that's good for them and best of luck to them this Thursday at Fairfield. Yeah, th- that's the other thing to keep in mind, and you're right. I, I and, and to your credit, I wouldn't have gotten any of those 22 questions that started with the letter T. But uh, yeah. this is a, this is a scenario here where it's like, I'm sure a lot of folks out there would think, well, you're just hitting a button and, and trying to answer a question. It, it's one thing to think about it from an outside perspective. It's another thing to be there and have to you know quickly right. recall this. It, it's a lot harder than people think. And I don't know necessarily you can necessarily judge the final scores as harshly maybe as another sport maybe look at those as critically as another sport because there's so much recall you have to have at the snap of a finger it's just that tough yeah. and and you know if i i always enjoy watching jeopardy when when i can but yeah uh, it's also about hitting that button right you know i get a, i got a kick out of them uh when i was in there watching because they were trying to hit their plunger and it wouldn't activate and, and the other one activated. And, and you could see both in Hamilton's eyes and in Princeton's eyes, if, if they couldn't answer the question and they knew the answer like this, 
disappointment of I cannot believe my plunger didn't work at this second when I needed it. And I, and I can just remember people on Jeopardy just pushing it so much and it wouldn't go. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, the quick recall, it's so important for them to do. But, you know, those kids, there are our students, they, they spend so much time reading and, and having that knowledge and that, that instantaneous recall. And like I said, with Coach Mulholland just repeating and repetition and repetition on question after question that they may or may never hear in a competition but it helps them with that quick recall. So let's move on and talk about a, uh, another busy week scheduled up ahead here now, and that's for your bowling teams. And uh, boy, it seems like literally no days off uh, this coming week here. And, uh, and uh, one of the things that's uh, exciting about it is uh, fans will actually get to watch uh, the bowling teams in action this coming Thursday uh, out of Gilmore lane. It's going to take on Lakota West. We're going to broadcast those ma- those uh, matches there live on watch and uh, so I'll be looking forward to being out there and uh, and uh, watching that there now. Uh, they've had a little bit of time off to kind of fine-tune some things since uh, since our last episode here. But now I've got a huge stretch coming up, six matches uh, in the next 10 days. Uh, what have they been able to work on during this break, during the middle of the season, to try to help them, you know, as we always say, peak at the right time towards the end of the regular season? Sure. And, and you know, um, it, it's been a, it's been an up and down for for coach Wilson and, and our boys and girls bowling programs, you know, our, our boys are very, very consistent, consistent. Our girls are extremely young and we have an opportunity to practice on Mondays. Uh, every once in a while, we'll be able to practice on a Friday. If we can, it's about getting lane time. Um, but this week we've got matches Tuesday through Friday. So, so they're going to get to see what they need to do uh, in that Avenue. And the beauty of that is uh Tuesday, Thursday, Friday are all at home. So they're very familiar with that pattern. Then on Wednesday, we're going to head over to Roll House Lanes and, and roll against Fairfield. Um, you, you know, I really think that, that we're growing and we're progressing in, in bowling. Uh, Coach and I talk quite a bit about we have just got to figure out a way to get more numbers out, uh, get more kids mm-hmm. interested in the sport, get, get the sport kind of growing, get some momentum there because our youth, uh, on the boys' side, they have an opportunity to see a, a very fine example in what Cody Car- Carlson's been able to do. And the girls have too, but but we need to grow and mature that sport. So I think Coach is really focusing in on um, position of the ball, uh, learning that it's not about watching the pins in front of you, but it's about watching the direction and where you're trying to throw the ball. Uh, that's That's very important for these kids to understand and for them to learn to do that. And I think also that technique of learning how to hook it, uh, you know, it's so amazing to me to watch that happen. And, mm-hmm. and so I think that's getting, that's getting better. And then, it, again, as our arm strength gets better, obviously the speed that they throw the ball is getting better and the accuracy is getting better. So uh, this is going to be a great week of bowling because they just get a whole bunch of matches in, and then that leads up to next week. So, I mean, you know, it's, it's good for our program. And again, on Thursday, we'll be covering the Lakota West match live on WatchHSSports.tv uh, out at Gilmore Lanes on Thursday afternoon. Uh, let's move on. Let's move into a different kind of hardwood. Let's talk about your basketball teams. And uh, boys are boys team really getting it going uh, as of late. They've won four in a row coming off of a, a really good weekend. You go on the road as we had, them, had, had live coverage of and uh, really handle Oak Hills nicely there and force uh, like 21 turnovers in the win there. Come back the next night with a win over Lakota West, get it going there. And then on Monday night, you beat Sycamore. So three really good wins. You're now in second place in the GMC, just one game back of Fairfield, who's been off the last couple of weeks. And now they're back in action again Tuesday night, tonight. They're going to head to Lakota East 
and we'll have that game live on WatchHSSports.tv. Uh, yeah. Looking for uh, revenge from the overtime loss a couple of weeks back there. But one of the things that, that we noticed in the, this weekend's uh, sweep, sweep of the three games, 65 forced turnovers uh, for your defense. And uh, we know how, how excitable Coach Wine is uh, on the sideline, and it really per- permeated through the team. Uh, this weekend, of course, we saw Bowen Hardman really get going, especially from the outside, having uh, 39 points his last two games. But uh, specifically with the turnovers, uh, how important is that going to be in particular? Let's start with this game tonight as Princeton looks for revenge against Lakota East and looks to you know stay right there with Fairfield at the top of the league. Well, we, we're going to win games through defense, hands down. And Coach Wyant and our kids are relentless on that floor and the amount of pressure that we put on teams um, it's, it's expected now without question. I mean, everybody has seen us, but we're not changing it. We're not changing what we do. Coach Wyatt's not given in to any type of uh, pause in that type of pressure that he's going to put on the kids. And, and it, it really does start with Ari Turner. I mean, he gets right in your nose and makes you make a bad decision. Um, he's not going to move. He is that little constant um, gnat that's just not going to go away. And that's just, I mean, and last night, like he is, he is causing turnover after turnover, turnover, and he's, he's making steals. And then from that work, we, we actually score off of those turnovers in transition. And that's a huge benefit for us because if, and this has happened and you can look at, you know, statistically this year, if we don't shoot the ball well, which can happen in any, any team, any high school program. If we're having a poor night, we've got to score off transition and we've got to score off turnovers. And so therefore we've got to use our defense to do that. And last night we saw another example of that. We definitely saw it this past weekend in the three game stretch there, but then coming back in with this uh, rescheduled game due to uh, COVID quarantine earlier in the year, playing Mason last night, um, we just, we keep getting more and more pressure and we keep putting more and more, uh, putting our kids in better positions to be able to score and transition quickly. Tonight's going to be a very exciting basketball game. Tonight is going to, yes, absolutely. If you cannot get to the game, please (laughs) get on vikenation.org and watch on HS sports, uh, with, because ESP media is going to do an unbelievable job of broadcasting that game tonight. Um, and it's, it's going to be critical for us. We know what Lakota East has. We know what Lakota East is going to uh, bring our way. We are just in the same position to do the same thing. So um, hats off to what our kids are starting to do. Last night, uh, just talking a little bit about Bowen, about all the kids, really. Jesse Olverson, uh, we are attacking the basket. And Rodney Harris has this beautiful eye to be able to catch the ball at the top of the key, and he can sense the cut. And he can get the pass there. Now, sometimes we're going to catch it. Sometimes we're not. But if our kids start to continue to do those things as a team, uh, it, it's a solid mix. And the other thing about this last that we've been through um, that I think is so important is he's got all the kids in the game. Everybody's yeah. seeing the floor. Now, yep. you can attest that to the fact that we've had these margins and scores. But I also test the fact that that Coach Wyant and his staff have a belief in the kids that are sitting on that bench as well. And each and every one of them are playing a very critical role for us. And so getting them time on the floor, I think, is really going to help us in the long run. Because when we need our key guys to have a break, the guys on the bench are going to come in as young as some of them are, all the way down to our freshmen that are sitting up there. 
They have got to be able to come in and produce for us. And they're going to make mistakes. All of our players are going to make mistakes. We're high school sure. basketball players. That's okay. Sure. It's yeah. how we, it's how we overcome it. And it's how we respond to that. And so I really, really valued that last night watching our kids, you know, watching him put all the kids in and giving them not just mop up minutes, as people would say, quality time on the floor, resting our starters, giving them a break, but getting those kids out there and letting them make mistakes and letting them figure it out as well and learn the offense. And, and Coach Wyant's staff does a great job of also talking to the kids when they come off and trying to explain to them, hey, here's what you did great, but here's what you did wrong, and we got to make some corrections here and, and adjust when you go back in. So it's going to be a great night tonight. And then, of course, leading into Friday night, senior night against Hamilton, uh, mm-hmm. At home, looking forward to that. Four thirty, six, and seven thirty, and then against, and then Saturday, heading back up to West for a, a reschedule. So, you know, we've got a lot of basketball in front of us here in the next two weeks. Yeah, no doubt, and uh, we'll be there live covering the Lakota West game uh, as well on Saturday. So, yeah, a lot, a really good chance for for fans yeah. who aren't able to get out to the arenas to tune in and check out this team because they're really trending in the right direction. Uh, into, into the final weeks of the regular season with a viable shot uh, at the league title. Let's move on and talk about the girls. Uh, they were in action last night, Monday night as well, against Fairfield and uh, took them a while to get going. But once they did, they really turned on the afterburners and beating Fairfield 66 to uh, 26. Looking at this game as it was going along, kind of a slow start for the team. Fairfield got itself going in the second quarter. Your team's leading 14-13. Head coach Joe Phillips calls a timeout. And then we were speculating on the broadcast what she told the team and if it could be bottled and saved for later because she calls a timeout, talks to the team, up 14-13. The rest of the game, they outscore Fairfield 54-13 to and wind up with the 40-point the 40, the 40 win. They go on a 16-0 run after the timeout, and the game is essentially over uh, from there. Of course, we also, uh, we also saw the, uh, since we last had the episodes here that uh, Coach Phillips, now the all-time winningest coach, uh, at Princeton, picked up her 320th win on Monday in the win against Fairfield as well. I want to talk about kind of how in-game manage, how good she is at in-game management and the fact that she's able to call a timeout in this situation like Monday night and immediately her team responds with a 16-0 run to, uh, to bury the game. Take us inside how she manages her young ladies and, and is able to get them to respond just like that. Yeah, I you know, it's hard to – it's hard to imagine someone that's that's uh, has as much strategy going in her mind, and that's not a that's not a knock on any coach in 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 the sport. Just the simple fact that she is a tactician. Um, I think she said it best the other last night when she she got on Facebook and she said, "You know, this is an unbelievable accomplishment, but it also says that I've I've become very wise in my years." Uh, you know, and I think that she is a she is a, a a teacher of the game of basketball, and I think she is a motivator of the game of basketball. And it's a little bit different on the girls' side than it is the boys' side in this matter. We full court press. We put a lot of pressure on kids, on yeah. girls, and we make and we try to force a lot of turnovers. However, we also can pick up at half, and I think that's that's a different style of basketball that you can see. But again, if, you know, we turn it on at the right times and then when our girls start to feel it and they start to get warm, it's hard. They don't miss. Uh, When they start shooting the ball well, they're shooting the ball well. And it's really hard to stop some of that. It's hard hard to stop Margo and Taryn 
and you know, and uh, Madison when they're really starting to groove, and then that allows Dee to do what she can do inside, allows Kendall to really attack the basket, what she can do, and then you have a great inside presence to be able to rebound the ball, and so we have a very very solid core right now. Uh, what we what we need to keep them doing is keeping them moving in that groove. Uh, you know, Wednesday night we got to head back to Mason. Um, we got to be ready to go. Uh, Mason took it to us at our place. And so now we've got to give some of that back a little bit this week. And uh, I know coach Matula is going to have his team ready to go. I know coach Phillips is going to have her team ready to go. And it's just going to be exciting. And again, this coming Saturday, we'll have Sycamore at home. So going to be a good week of basketball for sure. Yeah, it it really is. Yeah. And both of those games, uh, as a matter of fact, we're going to have those on watchhsports.tv yeah. as, as well. I'll be I'll be out calling both of those. So again, Vikings fans, you really have no excuse not to tune in to see some high quality basketball. Really, seemingly uh, any day this week. Of course, it starts uh, as you said on Wednesday with the a big one against Mason. Uh, Mason undefeated right now. They're the only unbeaten team left uh, in the league. So a real good opportunity here uh, for your team to uh, pick up a win there. Pick up a really big win with the postseason lurking not yeah. too far off in the distant future here. Uh, Joe, great catching up with you once again. Really, really good week at Princeton and a lot of busy stuff coming up this week. And uh, we're looking forward to being a, a big part of it. Absolutely, Jason. Thank you so much and can't wait to see you guys out here. That is Princeton Athletic Director Joe Roberts joining us for this week in Princeton Vikings Athletics here on vikenation.org via ESP Media powered by Sidearm Sports.